Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today we are in episode 86, and I am uh, really excited. We've got a a real special guest and uh, a real get uh, hard hard to uh, hard to get. So I'm really excited to have you on the show, uh, Krista Beller, CEO of Really. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, excited and. Um, what we're doing this month, we're kicking off, it's March and it's uh, Women's History Month. And what we wanted to do is, is, um, is five, five Wednesdays in this month and, and just showcase and talk to some of the women in Michigan's cannabis industry that uh, maybe we haven't heard much from publicly. Um, we want to hear these uh, success stories and um, you know, other other people listening can can learn and, and kind of be inspired uh, from, and and then also talk about important things as far as how what are we doing to to make sure that uh, women are succeeding in uh, in the cannabis industries and specifically in Michigan. So that's what we're doing this month. Super excited about it. And uh, with that, Tom uh, over at Really, what's happening? It's a beautiful day. I get to work with my best friend every day, so this is even better. So. Bonus. Awesome. <laughs> Kevin, uh, over in here in Lansing with me. What do you? What's up today? Oh, same old stuff, man. I'm uh, excited to have Tom and Krista on the show today. Uh, you know, if people don't know, these guys are real legit people. They're they're like some of the best people you can you can get to know, and uh, they represent the community in such a great way. And they they're always making their voices heard and uh, and standing up for what's right. And so I, I respect that a ton. And uh, super happy to have them on the show. Uh, thanks, Kev. Thank you. We try. Uh, <laughs> and I echo that. And uh, I first, uh, as I like to do, go down memory lane with, with our guests. I, I first met Krista. I remember it pretty vividly. We were in uh, downtown Lansing at, uh, mm-hmm. um, up in, uh, you know, uh, Eugene's office. And, uh, um, you know, you guys were my first consulting client as far as I had locked up properties in Kalkaska and where, uh, you know, you took the leap of faith with me. And, uh, at the time, I didn't realize how big a deal that is. Like, uh, it's not easy gaining uh, gaining Krista's trust, and uh, she's a good judge of character. So, uh, so I, I thought it was like, oh. So I remember hanging out and going and uh, riding over and uh, going over to jo- it's uh, with Jolly Hagedorn and uh, the uh, your, your daughter had uh, music lessons, and the other daughter was mm-hmm. with us as well, a lot younger back then, and um, got to know you guys, and then really learned well uh you know your background uh, and then watched you guys and i've talked about it and people know tom uh real well and they don't they don't know uh krista as well they they soon will but um what you guys have been able to do from get a property um figure out a way to you know to get get funding almost all of it blood sweat and tears elbow grease and build a business, whether it's the genetics, whether it's the human resources, whether it's accounting, like every single aspect. And 
that's kind of the uh, the deal in Michigan, in my opinion. If you have the, the cannabis knowledge and the business acumen, the hybrids out there that are that are making it, and uh, um, you know some of the, the top companies in the state, and that's what you guys were able to do. So, and I know you played a giant role in that. It's been impressive, and I'm I'm glad that uh, you're getting more involved with uh, the MICIA and um, and everything in general. So, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, why don't you uh, maybe give a little bit of background where you grew up, uh, where you're from, and then uh, kind of give us a, a kickoff on what is, um, you know, the, the focus of, of International Women's Day and uh, some things behind that. And then, and then we'd love to hear about, you know, how you made it to be the CEO as a woman in Michigan of one of the top cannabis companies. So thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, and I think I'll work in reverse and we'll talk first about International Women's Day and then move on to, uh, you know, our, my background and um, what got us to this point. So, um, you know, my understanding um, about International Women's Day, you know, the point is to imagine a world, you know, free of bias, stereotypes, you know, a world that's inclusive. Um, and I, I feel like... Um, you know, being on this podcast, talking about this is really important, especially with redemption, um, because social equity is the heart of what you're doing with Redemption Foundation, um, you know, and, and that goes beyond gender. So, um, you know, thank you for, for all that, that you're doing and, you know, taking us for that ride too. It's it's been really great working with Redemption, and um, it's it's definitely something to be proud of. So, um, um, let's see. Your background. <laughs> yes, background. Where, you so, where are you from? Where am I from? All right. Um, well, Tom and I both grew up uh, downstate, Metro Detroit area. Um, we went to high school together. Didn't realize it at the time. Um, a couple years older than Why, Tom. Krista? Why? <laughs> he likes to say because I was never I was never there, um, <laughs> which is which is kind of true. I, I used to travel a lot uh, for concerts and stuff, and school was not a huge priority. Um, after high school, though, that kind of changed, and a couple years later, I, I met Tom at MSU. Um, we decided that we really liked the area a lot and we bought some acreage. Um, we started a little hobby farm and our caregiver grow there. Um, you know, worked out in the, you know, business world, if you will. I was a financial manager for a nonprofit um, for 12 years. You had a real team. job. I, yeah, I was like- Somebody had to do it. Holding down the secure job for us, right? Um, and Tom had his uh, lighting and production job and then um, stayed home with our, with our kids and uh, was a caregiver for patients. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. kind of some of the questions I wanted to ask you and we've talked about uh, what was it like? Because I remember when and, and how has it been since? But I remember when, uh, when we first met, you know, no one at your work I knew knew that Tom was a caregiver and you guys were going after a license. And um, even as you got licenses, I don't think they knew yet. So what was that like? And, you know, that's a stigma that us in cannabis that we've been had to face a long time. And, and how is now that you're out and, you know, doing it, what 
what is their reaction back? You know, your old employee, your old coworkers. Fortunately, everyone has been so supportive once they knew. I think people were surprised, um, you know, when I finally did tell them what we were doing. I mean, we, we had already sold the house at that point and had <laughs> sold had, the farm. Yeah, we had sold our farm and um, Tom and the, the kids were were already living here and I was still downstate working, um, you know, and, um, you know, I packed up and, and sold the house and you know, was getting ready to come up here. Um, I had the opportunity to, to stay on and work remote with them, which I did for an additional year and a half while we were um, getting all of our processes in place here. So I, I you know, essentially was working both jobs. Um, so they, they were tremendously supportive after the fact, but I'd say 10 years prior when we started putting some of these things into place, um, it was still very much something that you didn't discuss. And I feel like it could have potentially jeopardized, you know, my, what do they say loose lips sink ships. Yes, exactly. I, I like to say that a lot too. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, going to work every day and, you know, not being able to share something like that was hard. And I did have some, um, you know, really nice friendships that that i made and still maintain um you know there and i see them this weekend yeah actually right. and the kids um, are coming out yeah. to our show so. <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm i'm excited about that um but yeah i think more more early on so you know the stigma of that and you know when we say that there's this need to normalize cannabis i mean that's that's a big part of it and i i feel again that that really ties in with international women's day because we're we're trying to, um, you know, break some of these these norms, you know, and um, normalizing cannabis goes hand in hand. I mean, we know all too well in this industry how far we've come from it being completely socially unacceptable to, you know, being a, a viable, you know, business option that, you know, everybody wants to get into. Well, well abused <laughs> in a way, too, right? <laughs> Yeah. Another story. Yeah, and I, and I I I was thinking about that because I learned some stuff about you guys over the past week. Uh, you know, uh, Tom uh, stopped by and saw a little nudie on Saturday and uh, brought a nice gift that he's uh, he's liking already. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, you know, I didn't know that. Um, you know, uh, you know, Tom, you you stayed home and you were with the kids, and uh, you know, yeah. Crystal was was working that job, and then you were caregiving at night. So, like, you know, um, yeah, caregiving, that, playing music, staying busy. Yeah, we were, you know, handing the torch, you know, halfway through the day. So we've been a team since the beginning, and yeah, I stayed home with the girls <clears throat> until they're old enough to, and we found a nice daycare, and then went off and. Mm-hmm. Got more steady work going, and <clears throat> anyway, but uh, yeah, yeah, that kind of helps break the bias too, which is you know, sure. the, mm-hmm. ha- you know, like the main hashtag for International Women's Day is to break the bias. Roles, um, yeah, just traditional roles. You know, sometimes you have to break from those, you know, for, and, and deviate a little bit for society mm-hmm. to progress. And um, the only way. you know, at that time, not only was you know cannabis you know not socially acceptable but it, it was kind of odd to like hear that the dad is staying home Stop grocery shopping you know <laughs> <laughs> but he did such an amazing job our children 
I can hit Meyer are, like a mouthful. wonderful, <laughs> and um, yeah. you know they they had such a great role model, you know, at home with them during the day, and and then you know I'd come home, and it, it's always been um, a really great partnership. Tom is you know my best friend; he's my my ride or die. <laughs> What is it? What has it been like? And like now that you don't have to think about it, but what was it like? And now you know, like you, um, you guys were there. I mean, that you were you were there when all the raids were happening in common. So I mean, really, regardless, I know how it is. Like we just had, uh, oh, you know, we're in Lansing. We had a cop, Lansing cop, just stop outside. To me, that's nothing because you know I know we're not doing nothing. But some other people in the building were like. Uh, He's outside. He's watching. <laughs> you know, like I just—it yeah. brought me back to to back when we had cops outside and we really had yeah. to worry. So, what was that you know, like? We always know, operated within the parameters of the caregiver laws, but right. I mean, it but didn't you never, matter you because know. you know, at any point in time, it didn't matter. You look at someone sideways or whatever. You know, somebody's marking yeah. someone out for something or whatever, yeah. anything. It's, it, it, you live in a hyper state of you know your nervous system always ready to. Yeah ready to go oh, yeah. so Helicopter it takes time <laughs> but you know being in the licensed market i sleep that's the one thing all the uh the fuckery aside you know we sleep pretty well now <laughs> you know that's the best yeah and yeah, nobody's nobody's kicking down the doors anymore uh, i've been thinking a little bit about that lately um different fight. yeah um you know what you know you're you, you ran you ran a non-profit um what 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 type of things did you learn in that job and skill set um, that you've been able to carry over uh, to you know to really because you know I had a meeting yesterday and I, I you know we talked about it if you have cannabis talent and you have actual business acumen and that skill set there's a lot of a lot of companies have one or the other right now and, and to combine the both so what'd you learn and and how you've been using it sure. Um... Yeah, actually, it was a, a tremendous experience um, at my last position, and I couldn't have asked for for a better place to work. They really, um, you know, provided um, the ideal work environment. You had set hours. You didn't have to take work home with you. Um, you know, the 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 stress load, you know, was was manageable. Um, but they were so dedicated to um, not just their, their members, but to their staff. And um, that definitely transfers through um, because we appreciated that so much mm -hmm. that, you know, we want to make sure our people, um, you know, are being taken care of and have the best benefits. And, you know, if it was, you know, between you know, making tough choices where like, you know, insurance rates are going to go up, you know, or you can decrease the the benefit for say prescriptions, you know, like we had a board member at my last um, job that was like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find it in the budget because we don't want people making tough choices and getting sick or, you know, ex experiencing that. So, um, you know, just that level of, of empathy, um, you know, really came through. Um, and we try to remember that you know, daily um, and do everything that we can. Um, 
But certainly, I, you know, I took the position. Um, they were just looking for a bookkeeper and um, I came in and um, it was kind of at that, that turning point where it was going from like, you know, old accounting to like, you know, everything computerized and, um, you know, it was, it was really an opportunity to bring that forward for them. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I learned it, the inside out of financial statements and, um, yeah, just, I mean, there were so many, so many different experiences there. I think probably the biggest, um, accomplishment I had while I was there, you know, was like taking it from, you know, having a, a line of credit for like the, you know, the croptober of their industry for that time period, yeah. um, you know, and having that to fall back on to having uh, one and a half times their um, annual expense budget in savings. So I did that like, you know, within three years and then they promoted me from, you know, bookkeeper role to be in their financial manager and um you know it was the the building their compliance it was it was everything so it was it was great very cool yeah <laughs> so so hey krista um i wanted to ask you um you know it's a weird thing ryan and i were talking last night and it kind of sparked my my mind running down the rabbit hole uh, like it does some nights when I sit back and have a spliff at the end of the day and, and kind of contemplate life in the world and everything. And and so I started thinking about marijuana and inclusivity and, and women in the industry. And it's quite interesting because when I first started growing, which was quite a while ago, um, you know, it was all it was all men. It was it was when I would go to the grow store, the caregivers would be the guys. Um, when I was in the black market years and years before that, it was always the guys going out and getting uh, flour, bringing it back for their girlfriends and things like that. And um, it's been quite interesting with regulation coming through and how inclusive this industry has actually become. Um, you know, when I when I call around uh, to different sales managers, when I stop in at dispensaries, the dispensary managers, I mean, there are women all over in this industry. I think that's really cool. And I know that you guys, um, you, you employ quite a few women as well. And, and what do you think is the difference um, in this industry compared to other things? And what can other industries do, you think, to maybe learn a thing from the marijuana industry and kind of maybe try to build on that moving forward? You know, I know that's a tough question, but um, yeah. it was an interesting thing that crossed my mind that, that we really have seen uh, a lot of women come out of the woodwork in the marijuana industry. Sure. Um, so I think first and foremost, you know, we, we just need to be conscious all the time, right? Um, you, that, you know, these, these biases are out there, they exist. You know, sometimes we don't even realize that, um, you know, that, that we have them ourselves, right? So, so just trying to be more aware right. And, and, right, and, right, and encouraging that, um, you know, kind of consciousness is, is very important. And I think our industry um, tends to be a little more open-minded, right? Like we're not, <laughs> we're not the average. Us, a lot of us been screwed with, you know, like, well, we don't have time to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care if you have blue hair or whatever. It doesn't matter, right? If you have tattoos, cool. Yeah, cannabis yeah. helps people be more open, though. And you love cannabis, right. and yeah, it's a way to bring people together and, and have those conversations mm -hmm. and things that need to be done. And we do that all the time. You know? Yeah, and I, I think the challenges of the past with cannabis, um, you know, people going to jail or 
having to keep, you know, their lives really, you know, secretive and, um, you know, financial losses and burdens. I think um, we've all kind of suffered in one way or another together. And the fight to get this industry going, it was a group effort. Everybody had to be involved, Um, you know, people, you know, people like Ryan, for instance, or, you know, people like moms, you know, bringing kids in to, to testify, you know, and their, their children need uh, their medicine. I mean, those those things are the foundation of our industry, right? Those, those experiences. So I think, um, you know, just just that culmination, um, you know, that, that foundation really sets us apart from other industries and people could take a look at that and, you know, see that it really does take a village to make something like this happen and try to stay true to that. Does, does that answer the yeah. question? That was a pretty Very loaded well. question. <laughs> yeah, totally. I tried to stump you and you did a, you did a great job coming up with okay. an answer. But, you know, as we, if, as we sat here and I'm listening and I'm thinking also about what we're talking about, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you, you threw well, me off with this. Well, you, 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 that, was, that was the Jedi trick you just pulled on me there. I see. No, that's... It happens uh, to me all Kevin, the time. Trust me, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah no, and uh, like I was just make, made me think and maybe, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, maybe there's a lot of men in this industry that have been really, you know, like whether you're rated and you see people go to jail and, you know, you, you get told you can't go to your kid's event i mean maybe you know maybe there's men that feel discrimination so they have more empathy with women who feel discrimination uh obviously way more all the time than men so i don't know i've been thinking a lot about it so like you're saying i'm trying to trying to be aware but uh um uh that's uh so so shifting shifting gears a little bit uh what's going on now i know um you know we always like to talk about uh, the market and obviously um there's uh it's wild out there and you know you're you're a ceo of a company machine prices fall everyone's kind of pivoting um what's uh i guess uh not to not to have a too loaded question myself but um you kind of give us uh, your thoughts on the current state um well i think there's a lot of individuals that are in the market now that don't really have that shared history. They're not part of, of that foundation that we are just discussing. So, um, there's, you know, there's a lot of people taking advantage of different situations. Johnny come lately. Yeah. And then also expecting pro formas based upon things that were written in a market when there were less mm-hmm. people and the supply was lower and also, I'm sorry, I know you asked her, but we talk about this all. <laughs> we talk about this so it's, all about. it's true, yeah. it's definitely true. For the most part. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we're kind of in a unique position right now because we are the sole owners. Um, you know, we we don't have you know that and in, investors and you know shareholders that we have to answer to. So, you know, we really have that freedom to. Um, you know, make the decisions that that we need to for the long term success of our, our company and for mm-hmm. for our our people. Um, you know, so looking for efficiencies that's always top on our list. Um, 
and you know just trying to keep things as, as tight as we can while we kind of weather through this i mean we see this happen um you know it, it's pretty much a basic formula state right. by state you know yeah. you see it one yeah. after another yeah. and you know it's like okay let's push out the caregivers and now we're gonna push yeah. out like the the boutique growers and you know and it kind of follows this this general pattern and then you have the you know the concentrates will go down for a while and then you know everyone goes back to the black market and then and people go to jail again yeah and, and here we are right and exactly. then they've just taken it yeah so um <laughs> you know we're you know we're we're doing everything we can right now to um you know kind of make sure that we are aligned with like the heart of who we are and why we got into this in the first place and you know part of that obviously is, is with redemption um you know but really just focusing on strengthening those relationships and and you know weathering this together is kind of you know our, our game plan at the moment yeah, yeah it can be done differently yeah. but you know, it's just kind of like, seems like Michigan has kind of turned to Oregon and said, oh yeah, hold my beer, <laughs> you know? Exactly. That, you know, but the, the only difference is they have longer growing seasons, so they can have more outdoor. But, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, there's a lot of things going on that are making, you know, the uncertainty and with uncertainty comes people panicking and doing things. Yeah. It was really hard to gauge anything that's going on for the most part, other than acquisitions and a lot of you know a lot of flour in the market people pointing fingers at each other and fighting like dogs in some regards overpricing right. and forgetting the whole point of what this is and guess what it's not just making money people no it hasn't always know, hasn't been that we still know? are kind of like in the the pinch me phase like we're, we're still kind of there like we get to do this you know like our, our mission our whole purpose is to grow the best possible flour that we can you know, and provide great careers, you know, have a, have a great place to work. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what, what we're trying to do here. Um, so, you know, we're, we're still staying true to that despite yeah. what else is going on in the market. We're not going to say, okay, well, prices are down to a thousand or $800 or, you know, like you've seen, really low prices, like $500 pounds out in Oregon, you know, mediated outdoor. Yeah. That's not, that's not going to make us stop doing what we love the way that we want to do it. We're still going to put out the best possible product that we can for as long as, as, as we can keep that going. And, you know, it's not about, it's not about stacking cash. It's about the sacred plant, you know, and, and being a part of something monumental. And doing it together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I think that's really, really great, guys, uh, what you guys are doing. And, um, you know, I was reading uh, an article that you guys had written earlier this year, Defending the Caregivers. I know, Krista, you're on the um, Legislative Committee with the MICIA. We met just the other day and are reviewing, you know, ever-changing industry at all times. What drives you to keep fighting for those people and the, and, and the, the, the smaller guy uh, and, and spending your time doing that? I, I think a lot of people overlook it. Uh, I'm, I think it's important. You think it's important. Maybe you could tell me why it's so important to you guys. Um, well, being on the legislative committee, um, you know, these Johnny come lately's as we as we call them. I, I know some uh, recent guests kind of refer to the chads and, you know, 
like the, those types of forces in the market, it's, you know, they're just like sucking the vitality out of this industry, you know, state by state. And, you know, we all worked so hard to get here in the first place. I mean, we, we literally sold our farm. We sold everything that we had. We lived, you know, in a garage for a while to make this, you know, this dream possible. And, you know, to see people just come in and like suck the life out of it, you know, so that people, people like us that, you know, don't have money and don't have, you know, all these resources, you know, we, we want people like that in the market and, you know, caregivers, um, you know, it's like, they're, they're always the, you know, pushed out first, right. In all these states, but like, that's who we are. That's our, that's our history. And we're still very much connected to what we were doing um you know at that point in time and you know without without caregivers you don't have a lot of the stoner tech right like we always joke around about stoner tech there's you know there's innovation and Mm -hmm. um, you know genetics and i personally get really excited when you see flower that's better than yours you know and always and people building their skill set, you know, in the caregiver market, and then hopefully eventually doing like we have and bringing it into the license market to share it with more people, you know, that makes a healthy industry, right? So that's that's why we we want to protect that. I agree with all of what you just said. Um, it's very interesting when you talked about, um, you know, why you guys do this, and 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 it's to. Uh, to grow the best flower around that that was one of my number one things you know to take care of your people that was one of my number one things I, the first thing you didn't say was money and i think that that's the misconception with these multi-state operators that are coming in i just think that they just don't have respect for the plant the culture and all of those things that i think are so important to not just sweep under the rug as we move forward in building this industry. I think that those that history needs to be uh, told, and uh, I think that it's awesome that you guys continue to stand up for those 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 things and and not let them get forgotten. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, no, thank you for, for saying that. And you know, it's the, the further we get from that, and you know, staying true to to that history. Um, the further we get from that, like the more obstacles there are, the more barriers to entry, the less inclusive, right? And again, that's what International Women's Day is all about: is is being inclusive and sharing opportunity, sharing you know, sharing wealth. Well, and I don't know. We have a you know a few thousand ladies that we take care of every day. You know, <laughs> they've been such mm-hmm. a you know, a huge part of everything that is cannabis. And it's, it's a beautiful part of, you know, just to show us how wonderful life can be and how, how things can, you know, be, uh, you know, when everyone can come together in a way that, you know, that, that doesn't have any kind of bias, but everyone's open. If you can be open with people and you can have empathy for other people, then you, there's nothing you can't change in a relationship with another person which is essentially what anything is and that's all you have you have your word you have your connection with a person and really that's you know cannabis is a huge part of that and it's it's that it's that female energy you know and that you gotta have it hey hey guys real quick i i remembered what um i 
lost my track of thought earlier on, and that is that, um, you know, maybe it's just simply this. This is a, a new industry, and we're actually getting to demonstrate the actual will of the people, that the majority of the people want inclusivity, right? And and what has happened is, is that the old school mentality or the bias of the past has still bogged down other industries and in their developmental growth as far as uh, you know, not being biased towards you know race or gender, but that the marijuana industry has given us an opportunity to actually show what what the new thought is and and how we are going to progress moving forward as a society. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like you know the last holdout, you know, again the the box store mentality, and it, it really isn't capitalism; it's corporatism, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, if, if we let this industry go to that, you know, th there won't be you know, ownership and, and assets, you know, it'll just, it'll all go, you know, to that top 10% and then the 1% and, you know, our, our power is, is lessened. So we really need to, you know, come together and, and work, you know, toward remembering our roots and, and saving our industry together. You know, I, I agree with that. And you guys have all been making me think a lot about, um you know michigan so this is all you think about the history of cannabis in the world and we're coming out of prohibition and there's all these different markets and there's so many different unique um qualities in each state so i, I think one thing that makes michigan unique is the fact that the the, the main trade association is, is made up of all people like us that were caregivers and have been fighting it and you know i know all of us when we started it that was the reason like we had to and um, you know, like the, the current bill, the MCMA bill, trying to get rid of the caregivers that might not be going anywhere, but there's just constant, they're just going to be constantly beating the drum of all these little angles uh, to, to do what and push out the little guy. Um, and like you call it corporatism and it's not, it's not capitalism and, you know, capitalism is, Hey, everyone let the, let the best person win. And that's not what they're doing. They're, they're trying to use the legislature to fix, exactly. fix the system, you know, and, uh, those, sometimes those are the people beating their chest talking about socialism the most, but they're in there, you know, doing a form of corporate socialism, you know, like, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, I always find that ironic, like, wait a second, you're not. Yeah, so that's my soapbox there, but you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, let's see what for me. I'm super optimistic that maybe you know Michigan can be different. Um, we've always been a rebellious state, going way back with uh, the fur trades and you know the waterways, and um, kind of did our own thing. Maybe maybe we hold out, but we're sure definitely gonna try and you know go, go down with one hell of a fight if the if, if we truly yeah if we truly want to treat it like alcohol i mean you want to talk about protectionism there's a state minimum yeah. you can charge for alcohol beverages and that's a state thing by the same agency yeah. that regulates us so why that you know i mean that's kind of a you know these are just small things but we're the we're always going to be the you know the black sheep of the yeah. syntax until until the until it's a ni the nice shiny ones come around yeah yeah no it's uh we do we get relied on you know let's you get, we're required to and i and i and i you know i think we should all be doing it but with with 
with social equity, excuse me, but how, what other industries are required to and do the right? type of stuff that we do? Yeah, that's great. Fine, we'll do that to do too. It. And but, and, you, and we'll pay two eighty tax, and we'll we'll do everything. Just keep trying to beat us down. So, but we'll we'll see. I mean, it's it definitely is uh, is not definitely beats getting the door kicked in though. But right. um, I wanted to uh, what a what a great uh, great show. So happy you came on, Krista. Um, I wanted to give uh, Kevin and Tom a chance <laughs> to say goodbye, and then uh, you, you as well, and uh, uh, kicking off a great, uh, great month. So, Kevin. Hey guys, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Krista. Um, it, like I said, it's 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 awesome knowing you guys and watching what you guys do, and knowing that um, we have people like you guys in this industry fighting for everyone and, and inclusivity in the whole thing, fighting for the little guy. Um, and uh, it's it's just great to, to to be a part of of, of knowing you guys and, and, and doing the, the same thing. So um, so thank you so much for coming on the show and thank you for all the hard work that you guys continue to do every single day. That goes for you too, Tom. <laughs> and I don't have to say goodbye. She's sitting right <laughs> here. <laughs> right. But no. bye bye to you guys. Maybe we gotta go. Krista, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any, any final thoughts or? Yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate this opportunity and, um, you know, to to kick off this month, um, you know, International Women's Day month. Um, you know, I, I feel like we really do have a tremendous opportunity with this industry and, you know, to really kind of set an example and to be that last stand, right? It's like, at first it was kind of the Wild West and now, now we're like, you know, making that last stand against all of this. Um, and, you know, having having people like you in this uh, fight, you know, makes it feel possible. And, you know, to have this podcast to come on and, you know, share these ideas and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, get people thinking a little bit more about, about these things um, or maybe in a different way and, um, you know, kind of shaking off the comfort zone and and taking some action together. Um, you know, I really appreciate that opportunity. So thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, awesome. I was couldn't believe it when you said yes. So I was excited. <laughs> glad, we, glad we got you had a good mood. Um, it was before close you to, right before you go into a Ween concert. So you're in a good mood. So I was in a good uh, mood. Yes. Always ask <laughs> before before a Ween show. Ask me anything. Yeah. Answer will yeah. be yes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for for coming on uh like i said it's exciting um way to kick off the month and i'm i'm excited for the rest of the month we are having a special uh thursday show tomorrow director brisbow will be on at one so um get to ask him questions and uh you know catch up on what's going on um and then um Besides that, you know, if you're listening out there, like join, if you're in the industry, join the MCMA, I mean, the MCMA, join the MICIA. Join the MICIA and uh, <laughs> join the MICIA because, you know, even if you're uh, ancil like definitely ancillary businesses, it's one of the best networking spots uh, where you see decision makers, but um, we're growing in numbers and we, you know, that's, that's our, that's one of our biggest fights, uh, our unity there. So we, we, Michigan has a chance. We do have a, a chance to be, you know, a shining light and, uh, um, and whatever the, the rest of the, the country and the world does. So, 
Um, well, hopefully we have that, a fighting chance for any kind of flower that's worth smoking in the yeah you know, market. Yep. And uh, with that, uh, you know, uh, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow in the Smoking Rope Podcast. Never remediated, never will be. See you, Nick. See you tomorrow. Thank you. The Smoking Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.